<laughs> Super duty tough work. What up? Good morning edition. Yeah, we Br- here. Bright and early. Yeah. Rap life. I got a hoodie on the deck. Repping the squid eye. Yeah, and it's it's chilly outside. It's, it's hoodie weather. Man, this shit happened in just a week. Yeah. It was all good just a week ago. Man, it's Columbus, man. <laughs> it's been like cool nights. It's Columbus, bro. Cool mornings. Mm-hmm. All good this morning, like, bro. Like, by 3 o'clock, it's going to be like 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the mornings are crazy. Yeah, nice and crispy. Yeah, I'm like, why is it so cool? You know, but uh, the fall is here. The fall is here. The summer, it's like this is the longest but the shortest year in my life. Right. Like, I don't remember summer. Me neither. Yeah, it's like summer didn't happen. It's like we went from spring to fall. <laughs> but you know, but every day's been kind of the same since March. Yes. Yes. Oh, this whole year is trippy, man. It's like, yeah, it's wild. It's like there's not much variation in this year, yet it's flying by. Yeah. Like between this and recording beats and b-sides, like those are the highlights of my week. You know what I'm saying? That's like it. I yeah. get to do different things. Yeah. Other than just work and hang with my family at home. Yeah, yeah. The same thing here. Like if I don't do this, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> What, what what month is it again? Right. What time? What? Oh, the podcast. Oh, that means it's at least Thursday. <laughs> right. Get up. Right. I ain't lost in this shit, man. Yeah, so we here. Super duty tough work, man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've been on Twitter, you, you know that there's been an epic Kanye West rant this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got, he was tweeting so much that they had to shut him down for 12 hours. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but he was tweeting about his contract situation mm-hmm. and other artists' contract situations. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were weighing in. He posted his whole contract. Let me tell you about the snakes, the fakes, the lies, <laughs> the lies. <laughs> All these industry things, man. Yeah. You know, so you, you know, uh, industry rule number 4008. You know what I'm saying? You know, and uh, he was bringing light to some shit and he took a very unorthodox approach to it. Uh, but, you know, we want to talk about that this week. But we want to talk about really what this shit is about. And this is what artists kind of choose. They choose the route of fame. Mm hmm. Or they choose the route of ownership. Mm-hmm. Kanye is having a conversation, a public conversation with people about the lack of ownership as mm-hmm. it relates to artist creations. And, you know, this is something that every artist has to make a decision on. And so uh, we want to talk about that in this episode. And we want to talk about, you know, Kanye West and how he is, you know, where he started and where he ended. And we're going to talk a little bit about artists who went the opposite way. And, and and what the difference is and why people make these decisions because you know everybody got a decision to make yeah and the decision you make now will you know determine some things down the line that you may or may not be thinking about yeah and so uh we'll take a break and we'll be right back right we got you stuck off the realness the most infamous you heard of us official podcast murderers the show comes equipped with few points to share grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow so go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode you're not alone in this world cousin so we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to they spread gossip but they never come closer i can hear it inside their tone they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. All right, guys, we back. Fame versus ownership. Word. So before we get started, for those at home who missed it and don't be on Twitter that much, I'm going to read some of these tweets from Kanye West so y'all can kind of see where he was going with it first. And uh, let me start. And I'm just going to read the ones that kind of pertain to um, to this situation. So one of his tweets says, I have the utmost respect for all brothers. We need to link and respect each other. No more dissing each other on labels we don't own. He says, I'm not industry, bro. I don't care. I'm in service of Christ. We need the world healing. I miss my brothers. I refuse to argue 
with black men on labels we don't own, even Twitter. And he says, uh, Phil Knight's net worth is 40 billion. Michael Jordan's net worth is 1.6 billion. And Phil Knight never had to jump from the free throw line. When you Google Phil, you barely even see his face. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Hey, man, it's real. He said, I need to see everybody's contracts at Universal and Sony. I'm not going to watch my people be enslaved. I'm putting my life on the line for my people. The music industry and the NBA are modern day slave ships. I'm the new Moses. <laughs> okay, Kanye. Yeah, he's such a character. <laughs> uh, like, he does so well, and then he hits you with something like, yeah, yeah you're still crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're a little over the top, my man. <laughs> little Calm over it the down top. a little bit, Yeah, bro. yeah, really back. Right, just a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. where you're going right, with it. Right, I was with you, and then <laughs> Moses, and then it's like, oh. Way out the window right. with that. <laughs> You just hopped out the top floor window with that. Uh, oh, man. You know, but then he gives us some stuff that, that is important. He says, contracts in all industries need to be simplified now. Complicated contracts are how businesses, music companies, and sports take advantage of talent. We will expose these contracts and make them transparent now. Support new talent, startups, and amend all old contracts. The Y Combinator started companies like Dropbox and Airbnb. For the first time, it cleaned up contracts and made venture capital transparent. It empowered startups with the tools to succeed and grow their businesses. It changed the Silicon Valley game. When I spoke to Katie Jacobs, who was on board of Vivendi, we decided to create a Y Combinator for the music industry so artists have the power and transparency to be in control of our future. No more shady contracts. No more lifelong deals. I like that. Now he's cooking a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without, Saying some things. Without the Moses talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, the, the artists deserve our own masters. Artists are starving without tours. I'm going to go get your our masters for all artists. Pray for me. I need... Hold on. Let me skip that. So he's talking about getting Kendrick and J. Cole and all these guys involved. In the streaming world, master ownership is everything. That is the bulk of income. In COVID, artists need our masters. It's more important than ever before. I got J. Cole number waiting for Kendrick and Drake. And he posts this meme, says, this is this is how it be when artists try to get our masters. The stairs be covered with lotion. That was funny. <laughs> he posts this meme, these dudes trying to walk upstairs. Covered in lotion. Yeah, can't and they can't make it because they slide down because fools is, is, yeah. <laughs> is pouring shit on the stairs to trip them. Uh, he says, when you sign a deal, a music deal, you sign away your rights. Without the masters, you can't do anything with your own music. Someone else controls where it's played and when it's played. Artists have nothing except fame, touring, and merch. If that. Yeah. If you, if you don't sign a 360, you got merch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, even even the merch game is, they didn't tap into that. Even the touring game. And the touring, yeah. Because the 360, they got all of it. Hands and everything, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm going to stop there. We could keep going. There's like another 20 of these. Um, but I wanted to put these out first just so we could see what Kanye is 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 pointing out. And what Kanye is talking about is how for major label artists at a minimum and, and you know, independent labels too. You know, we have to deal with this 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 issue. The way that the game is set up is set up for the labels to own the actual product into perpetuity. Yeah. And so you can make a dope record and the standard deal is one in which that label owns the rights to the music forever. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not like you're licensing it to them. It's not like you get it back after you recoup or you're in, you're not truly in business with them. Mm-hmm. They basically buy the rights to exploit, exploit that music forever. And there's a trade-off because, you know, as Kanye tweeted, he said, you know, all we got is fame, touring, and uh, merch. And, merch. Mm-hmm. and like you pointed out, the, the truth of the matter is that maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. the music industry decided then that they didn't want to let artists have all of their merch mm-hmm. and all of their touring mm-hmm. anymore. And they created what was called 360 deals, which means that the label now puts their hands into everything that you do, everything you do. Oh, you got a, 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 a acting gig. Yeah. We want 10 percent of that. Yeah, we get a piece. Yeah. Oh, you, you want a commercial? Yep. We need 10 percent of that. <laughs> yep. Oh, you got a book deal. <clears throat> 10% of that, maybe mm-hmm. 20% of that, because they're looking at it now like we've invested all this money in you and the physical part. And this was all predicated upon the physical product 
not being bought anymore. Right. They said, well, CDs aren't selling. This was before streaming took off. Yeah. We want to start renegotiating all these artist deals. And now all these artists, but what they now vinyls coming back, right? You know, streaming is now making more money than anything else. Mm -hmm. But the, they got these artists to start signing these deals where the artists gave away more rights. Yeah. And now you have a situation where the artists are now saying, well, fuck, what do we have left? Yeah. You know, um, it's a trade-off. And if you look at why Kanye is doing this, I think it's because Kanye was basically just an artist at one point. Yeah, that's all he wanted to be. It's all he wanted to be. He, mm -hmm. he was a producer. He never was an owner at any point of anything he did. And didn't even think about that part of it. Nope. He wanted to rap. He wanted to produce. He wanted to be famous. Yep. He didn't understand that at some point, you're going to want to own this shit. Yes. Like at some point you're going to want to be able to, yo, I want to repress graduation. Yes. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to do this. I want to do that, but you can't cause you don't own this shit. Yeah. He probably can't even remix his own songs. Oh, come on, bro. Without their permission. Yeah. Without, without asking somebody, can I, <laughs> can I get my vocals? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can I get my vocal? Can I get them stems? Yeah. It sounds crazy. Just That's saying wild. Like, That's yeah. some wild shit. Like, no, you can't. You need no. permission. Yeah. No. No, you yeah. can't. Yeah, it's deep because yeah, if you follow his career and um and it, and it really kind of hit me this week. He was talking about because I write about Kanye in 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 the book, mm -hmm. and one of the things that defined him, like you're talking about, was he just wanted to be the best artist. Yeah, and whatever what, it took, whatever it took, and he made a decision, which is a decision that all artists, all creative people are gonna have to eventually make, mm -hmm. and that decision is what's more important to you fame or ownership mm -hmm. and the reason kanye is having this conundrum now is because he chose fame yeah and when you choose fame there are sacrifices you make that you might not even be realizing until later down the line yeah kanye's transition kind of came through his 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 uh, experiences in the the fashion industry mm -hmm. so prior to being in the fashion industry you remember kanye was like shit he tried the fashion industry he failed he mm -hmm. was very public about it like yo they they closed me out they wouldn't let me in it mm -hmm. cost too much money he's screaming on sway how sway you don't know how to do this you know <laughs> you don't got the answers you got the answers sway you remember like the famous that that meltdown was about him going all in on fashion and being shut out mm -hmm. because the players there didn't want to let him you know what i'm saying play they didn't want to give him the same prices they was getting he mm -hmm. felt like yo i'm getting shut out of this game and it's not fair he was trying to go into it then, failed, lost a lot of money. Years later, uh, some people remember Kanye was talking about how he had lost like 20 or 40 million. He was like, I'm 20 or 40 million in debt. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was a running debt because a running joke on Twitter because Cass was like, yo, this, uh, yo, this dude is 20 million in debt and this girl still ain't leaving. That's a good woman right there. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. like she still got his back. You know yeah. that she ain't go nowhere. But Kanye turned the corner when he started fucking with the shoes, mm -hmm. when he when he did the shoe deal based on first, he had to deal with uh, was it Nike first? It was and, Nike first. Nike first. Then and then went to Adidas. Yeah. So his Nike deal expired. He didn't renew with Nike because he felt like he should have some equity, which is ownership. Facts. You know what I'm saying? They did not want to give that to him because that's what corporations do. It's the last thing they want to give to people, which is wild. Like you think about this shit, like. A business puts that 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 you basically support yeah. and that sells your product. Yeah, don't want you to own your product that right. they sell. <laughs> right? They're like, nope. Nah, you good. You can have a car. We can give you. You can. We can use your name. Yes. We'll give you a watch. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I mean, and even to take that a step further with using your name, you know, Tiger Woods, Nike owns his name. Yeah. He can no. He can't start any businesses using the word Tiger, Tiger Woods yep. or Tiger Woods in them mm -hmm. because Nike, when he did the deal with them, he forfeited that. Okay, crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the the it, money, man. Yeah, but it's the standard in in the shoe <laughs> industry and apparel and any any of these spaces where you see these artists, you know, the music industry blowing up super big. The reason they can blow up so big is because they have these giant entities behind them. And they've sacrificed so much. Yeah. And, and and the main thing is ownership. 
And so Kanye, when he got to the his second deal, he had learned the game by mm-hmm. now. He's like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Slow down for a second. He, this man was 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 negative 20, 30 mil in the game. Mm-hmm. He still didn't take the bum deal right. that Nike offered him, which says a lot. Mm-hmm. He said, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave Nike. Everybody said he was crazy. Yep. Reebok is struggling. Or mm-hmm. is it Adidas? Adidas? Adidas. Adidas was struggling. He says, okay. Let me let me see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. He does a partnership with Adidas, which offers him equity. Partnership. Because they need him as much as he needs them. Facts. And he knows this. He gets the deal he wants. Within three years, Kanye is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Not a millionaire. <laughs> right. From shoes. Right. He was 20 million in the hole before the deal. Mm-hmm. The man was broke. He was, remember, he was a Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Steve Jobs. Yeah, right. Help me yeah. out. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, can y'all throw me some money? Invest in me. Because he was broke. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember this. Mm-hmm. He not saying that no more. Right. He ain't asking Jeff Bezos for shit. No, he ain't asking nobody for shit. <laughs> right. He Moses. He's a billionaire. He Moses. He did it. <laughs> and the question is, how did he do it? Mm-hmm. He did it through ownership. This is a conversation. And not his music. See? Not owning his music. That's the crazy shit. Yeah. Just because he created so much value in the shoe brand Mm -hmm. that he's now worth billions, man. Yeah. In a few years. That's the difference between chasing fame and chasing ownership. Kanye was able to say, "Okay, well, I'm going to try this ownership thing over here. Mm -hmm. And now that he's seen the difference. Yeah. Now he's starting a conversation, a public conversation that a lot of people don't get. Mm-hmm. But it's very important. I don't care. You ain't got to be on a major label to understand the importance of ownership and the difference that that makes. Yes. You know, we are independent artists. Mm-hmm. We talked off air. Elogic has a situation <laughs> right. with an album mm-hmm. that he did with someone else. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get that record back. Yeah. It's not being made easy for him. Right. For no real reason. Mm-hmm. The record, it's not like it makes them any money. Mm-hmm. It's not like. It's but, not making me no money, really. Right. Because you won't promote it mm-hmm. because it's not yours. And no they're not promoting it because it's old news. Yeah. And so <clears throat> even in a situation where both parties might be served to give you back rights to this, mm-hmm. they're like, nope. And yeah. this is an independent label. Yeah. This is independent. Independent and people don't understand how important that is, but this is something we got to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we want to come back. I'm going to take now that we know what Kanye has done, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about why people choose fame. Yeah. Why do people choose that? Uh, then we're going to talk about why people choose, you know, ownership. And then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. Where? Take a break. And we'll be right back. For the last year, I've been telling y'all that my new book is coming soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Well, proud to announce that the new book is officially here and pre-ordering on waitlist.net. My new book is titled The 10 Traits of Successful Hip Hop Artists and will be released on Tuesday, October 13th. In the book, I use interviews, album lyrics, and anecdotes to reveal 10 key traits that are common among some of your favorite hip-hop artists of all time. From Jay Dilla, to Rock Marciano, to Evidence, to Nipsey Hussle, to The RZA, to Slug, to De La Soul, and many, many others. This book reveals the secrets of how these artists have created successful careers. Not only that, it also explains how to develop those 10 traits if you don't have them already. That said, the book is pre-ordering right now on waitlist.net. If you rock with me, please order your copy right now. We've got some dope pre-order packages available for you. Thanks for your support. Back to the show. All right. Fame versus ownership. Word. The conundrum. It's hard. It's a hard one. Yeah. It's a hard one. Like when you're young. Yep. And you don't know. Mm-mm. You're just like, I just want the money. Yeah. I just want people to know my name. You know what I'm saying? I just want I just want to do and it's easier. Yes. Fame is easier. <laughs> yeah, it is. It it's is. so much easier, dog. It is. It is. Dog, I mean, like in the last couple years, I'm really realizing that me just wanting to rap, I understand it now. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day when I made that choice. 
Yeah, I just want to rap, man. Yeah. Now I'm like, damn. Yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those days ain't coming back. Nah, man, those days is gone, so, long gone. <laughs> but I don't want them to come back, though. Yeah, yeah. Now that I got a taste. Because you tasted the ownership shit. Yeah, I tasted it. It's hard. Yeah. But the 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 benefits. Right. And the long-term, you know, feeling of it. And all it's it outweighs just the fame. Fuck yeah, the fame. Exactly. Fame is a flash in the pan. Comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Comes and goes, you know. Um, and that, that kind of hints to what Kanye was talking about. I said, you know, the, the Phil Knight guy, you can't even find a picture of him. Right. Whereas Michael Jordan is everywhere. He's an icon, but 40 times his right. net worth. And his point was that, you know, the people who own the shit, you don't even see them. Yeah, you don't even know what they look like. You don't know who the fuck A lot of times you don't even know their names. Nope. Walk right past them on the street. <laughs> yeah. Billionaire. <laughs> and they don't want to be seen. Or no, known. they don't want to be known. You know? And so, uh, you know, we want to talk about, like, why artists choose fame over ownership. And, you know, we can go in on this topic because we are artists who have been on labels in each capacity, simply artists in one capacity, then owners in other capacities. Mm-hmm. And so the first reason that people choose and this is kind of the big three that i like to talk about why artists choose fame over ownership is the money the network and the platform yeah now let's talk about the money first advances come on fools is broke yeah like the average artist by the time they get to the table with a label they ain't got no fucking money. They ain't got nothing. They got maybe a manager is giving them some money. Maybe. 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 Most of them have not released uh, music independently successfully. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're walking into these meetings. Like, they just good. Yeah, I don't need y'all. Right. But I hear y'all out. Right. They're not. In, they need the money. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, well, because I, I see a lot of discussions on Twitter. And the first thing some people say when they talk about an artist like Kanye or any artist that signs a label deal is like, Y'all shouldn't have signed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got people who 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 work bullshit jobs that they hate for no money. Mm-hmm. Looking down on people for signing million dollar deals. The, yeah. Who don't have ownership. Right. We all make trade offs in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And most of these artists are not coming from situations where they have money. And so that right there puts them at a disadvantage because you're thinking, Okay, all I gotta do is create this thing. I give it to y'all, and I just get a check every month or two. Yeah, which is more than I'm seeing now. Right. Or and I get a big check just for giving you this thing. And people will know my name. Yeah, I'll be a household name. What? What's the downside again? <laughs> yeah, what's the problem with this? It's the same with sports. Yeah, it's the same with sports. All I gotta do is play basketball. Yeah, I just gotta shoot a ball into a into a hoop. Yep. Get dope shoes every week, every every game. Yep, chicks love me. Chicks love me, <laughs> and y'all pay me. Barely go to class if I went to class in college. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole NCAA operates off. Oh, that. come on, bro! You you play in the NCAA for one year to boost your draft profile. Yep, that's the trade off. That's it. Because after that, they gonna put you on video games. They gonna sell your jerseys, your number. You know, they get to exploit your likeness into perpetuity. Yep, and because you played there one year, mm-hmm. um. It sucks, but that's the game Uh, because it's harder to market yourself as a top draft choice without playing in college. You know, people are starting to figure it out, but that's a new conversation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you got the money and then let's talk about the network. (laughs) No one's network. These are major media conglomerates. You have access to every anything you want. Good or bad. Yes. You have access to anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's a moment in in a book where I write about um, Rock Marciano mm-hmm. when he was signed to flip mode. Oh, yeah. When he, he got, got dropped. Yeah. And nobody. <laughs> nobody picked up. No. Nobody's fucking with him no more. <laughs> nobody picked up that phone. Yeah. He just got rough, man. He thought all the people who was rocking with him when he had his deal. When he was with Buster. Yeah. Yeah. He said when he left that deal, his phone was dead. <laughs> like. <laughs> like he didn't exist no yeah, more all this joint is turned off you know so that's really what happens when you're unplugged from that there are so many people who are who are willing to help you willing to work with you high level people highly skilled people and that network to many people is worth you know sacrificing ownership mm-hmm. so you know what you can have this record or these five records or these seven records because if i'm plugged into that i can i can 
I can make this work. Yep. Yeah. I'll get more money. Yes. Yeah. I can parlay it. Right. And so <laughs> that thing is a, is a big reason. And then another, the other, the big three, it's just platform. Yeah. I mean, you think about what we do every day with uh, social media. Yeah. Nobody want to do that. Mm-mm. Nobody wants to sit there and come up with creative posts. Nobody wants to sit there and record and edit a podcast every week or do a, a live stream every week, every mm-hmm. Friday, even when they don't feel like it. Yeah. That's platform. We're building our platform. Nobody want to pay for web hosting. Nobody want to pay for plugins and shipping and boxes and do their own mail order. Because And people don't want to do that because they know that when you sign up to this big-ass label, this big-ass machine, you ain't got to think about that. Nah. LeBron don't send out his own jerseys. Come on now. He don't got to worry about them going out of stock. Right. He just show up at games and people got them on. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> you know, like in the same way, Kanye never worried about his video getting views. Mm-hmm. He never worried about getting radio play for singles. Yeah. Who going to interview me? He ain't never worried about lining yeah, yeah, that up. What's yeah. their interest? Kanye, he blew up to the point where that shit just happened. <laughs> right. Just show up and show up. People love you. You turning down interviews. Yeah. He's, he reached the point where he only do one or two interviews a year. Because he, he only has to. Yeah. He don't even have to do those. He Kanye. Right. He's, who in the world don't know who Kanye is? And he's known by one name. Yeah. This one you know you made. Yeah, Madonna. Prince. <laughs> Kanye. Sade. Right. You know what I mean? Right. He's made it. Yeah. There's a trade-off of that. Mm-hmm. Kanye sacrificed ownership for platform. I mean, he sees it now because he's not as active releasing music as he is with the fashion thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but those are the three things, the top three. And then the other, the other I want to talk about. There's a couple more. Is that you know, mass appeal. Mm-hmm. Now, for the kind of music you and I do. We're not tripping on no major label deal. If nah. we got it, we probably wouldn't sell no records. Right. You know what no, I mean? Ain't nobody fucking with us like that. <laughs> Man, this underground shit ain't selling like that. Yeah. Every now and again, we'll write some shit that can. Yeah, some, it'll pop. Maybe. A song. A song. Yeah, not the album. A song. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not making pop music. Right. We're not making music that everyone can relate to, even the lowest you know what I'm saying? Right. Common denominator. Nah, we're just making some heady intellectual cool shit uh, that's positive. Mm-hmm. And that shit is not really present in mainstream music. Right. But artists who believe that they're making something that can have mass appeal, they're going to trade in ownership for fame every time. They're like, fuck it. All I need is one hit. Yeah. And I can, I can, I'll come back for, for, for the rest. Yeah. A lot of them don't understand that they're, they don't understand the extent of the trade off. Yes. You know, they don't understand that this could be possibly for the rest of your life. Yeah. They don't think about it in those terms. In your children's lives. Yeah. In your, your children's ch- children's. Yeah. Like for the rest of your, the generations. Yes. This is generational. Like, yeah, it's, it's people don't think about it in those terms in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, you know, the other one is, that we talked about is. Less responsibility. It's easy, man. Just got to write songs. <laughs> show to the shows. Yeah, Logic used to be living that hey, up. Hey, come on, bro. He show up. Hey, oh, the record done? Cool. Yep. You know, yep. drop his verses, dip. Yeah. Six months, nine months later. Yep. Album done. <laughs> Art- artwork done. <laughs> Everything done. Yep. Since stores. Yep. Vinyls in his hand. Oh, I got some vinyl for this one. This is fire. Yeah. I oh. remember those days. Reviews is showing up. <laughs> yep. Everything. Hey, hey, you got an interview with such and such and such. Logic. Okay. All right. Cool. Call this guy at this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to do this photo shoot for the interview. Okay. Cool. Yep, I'll show, show up, up at this time. Yep. As if they already been paid for. Don't right. worry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was the 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 thing. Yeah. Now our situation was different because we were true independent labor. Right, like, right. We weren't sitting there like we gonna hold your records for perpetuity because right. this shit, which is very rare. Very rare as Kanye is finding out. Mm-hmm. Just because you've recouped, just because you can afford to buy your catalog. Doesn't mean they're gonna sell it to you, right? Just because you can afford to buy it doesn't mean because it's more it's worth more to them in perpetuity, yeah. Than really what you can offer them. You're yeah. Kanye West, yeah. Your billionaire can't buy his catalog. Nah, that's crazy. Because <laughs> his catalog is worth billions, right? Right, and they, billions. They're not they gonna say it. that. They know it. Yep. Kanye but, rec- Kanye's records gonna be selling for the next fifty years. Yes. Like they know this. Yep. Yeah, and then you know. The last thing is kind of what you alluded to earlier. People choose fame over ownership because 
they just want to be an artist, mm-hmm. man. Like, just to be honest, all of us just want to be artists. I just want to write the raps, man. I wish I could just wake up and just do music all day like I used to. Write raps, make beats, record, send it away. <sighs> next, next album. Check show up. <laughs> right, check show up. Like, like magic. Yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> oh, let me deposit this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You oh, know? Let me write another. I- I'm feeling inspired. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> The good old days. Good old days. When you work, when you were inspired. Right. Shit has changed so much. <laughs> you work now because shit need to be done. Right. And I got to write this verse. If you don't do it, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, look, if I don't do something, ain't no checks coming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but most artists, man, we're artists. We're artists. And this is why the industry has been successful so long yeah. and to the degree that it is because psychologically, most artists are wired to just be artists. Yes. There are some artists who are capable business people mm-hmm. and they want to do it. But overall, most artists just want to show up, focus on their art and let everything else get handled. Yep. You know, they they technically don't even want to be on social media. They yeah. want to be kicking it, partying, nope. looking for inspiration, traveling, playing shows, doing all the good fun parts. Mm-hmm. And you can do that. If you sign away your ownership, mm-hmm. but once you own everything, your responsibility, it don't allow you to just be an artist no more. Yeah, and then you have those rare ones like James Brown. Yeah. Like Ray. Yeah. Like Ray Charles that come in the game like, you not taking my shit. Yes. <laughs> they knew the game. They knew the game already because they had been, they had seen other people get taken advantage of and they like, oh, I know what my shit is worth. Yes. I know what I'm worth. So I'm gonna come in and let you know that I know what I'm worth. <laughs> yeah. And if you wanna fuck with me, this is what this is the deal that I want. Yeah. And if you don't give it to me, you can't have. Yep. You know, like that's crazy. Like some of those early deals by those people, legendary <laughs> shit in the music industry. Yep. And more people wish more people would have took that, you know, <laughs> advent you know, Use that as examples. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so let's talk about the drawbacks of choosing fame Mm -hmm. because there are some, and this is what this whole conversation is about. And Kanye chose fame early in his career. And one of the drawbacks is that you're going to get some unequitable deals. Yeah. You're going to get some deals that don't allow you to recoup. Where the, the the math gets real funny on you. Mm -hmm. You know, your statements is going to be sporadic. You know, you you don't know what you owe. They're going to cross collateralize. You know, that's an industry term. Cross collateralization just means taking your losses from one thing Mm -hmm. and applying it to everything. Yeah, because they hired your lawyer. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, they know. (laughs) It's a setup. Yeah, they hired your lawyer. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah, good cop, bad. They hired the lawyer that you using to look over your contract that they wrote. He does mad deals for them. Mad deals. He already know what it is. Oh, you the lawyer? We got a guy. Hit up my guy. You know. Yeah. And, uh. So so your deals are not going to be equitable. And what fools a lot of artists is the big advance. They don't got no problem giving you a million dollar advance or a hundred thousand dollar advance if they know they're going to be making tens of millions. You know what I'm saying? Forever. Hundreds of millions mm-hmm. forever off of your catalog. That's that's a worthwhile investment. You know what I'm saying? Like if I told you if you give me ten dollars, I'm going to give you back twenty dollars. You'd be like, that's a good deal. Mm hmm. But if I told you I was going to make $1,000 off your $10, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. How, whoa, whoa. How can I get in on that? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that Let me get part of that. You know. This don't sound so good. <laughs> that 20. Mm. 20 was cool with it, you know. Right. But you got 1000 Yeah, you making a G off the 10. You 10 times? Yeah. Making 10 times. Hold what the up. fuck? Yeah. And so it's like, this is the deal that a lot of artists have signed up for mm-hmm. and they didn't know it until they were knee deep in it. You know, you have artists with deals that don't expire. They can never meet their amount of required contracts because the label won't release a contract. So they just have to keep turning in albums behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Then they won't uh, release their budget because they don't have a single that, that the label gets behind. Mm-hmm. So you have these artists who end up in limbo and these deals they can't get out of yeah. making no money. Mm-hmm. Besides the big advance they got. And then if they're successful, they still are in a shitty deal because they didn't have any leverage going into the first deal. Yeah. I mean, look at Lupe. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He had that situation. But look at what Frank Ocean did. Yeah. yeah. Frank Ocean was smart. Got out. He got out. Bought himself out. Yeah. He bought himself out with an album. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm going to do two records to get out of my deal. Yeah. And then right after that, 
I'm gonna release a record on my own label. I'm gonna use these as promotional items for my own shit. Yep. That was smart. Very smart. Very smart. But most artists aren't thinking about that because they're thinking about how can I be playing stadiums? Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna be on a major, I wanna be as big as the biggest artists on this major. And so you end up with these unequitable deals. Yeah. Uh, the second reason, the second drawback of choosing fame is lack of ownership. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it. No one is going to give you that much fucking money if they're going to, if they don't have the incentive on the back end. Right. So they're going to say, of course, we'll give you a hundred thousand dollar advance of logic. Mm-hmm. Cool. You, you geek. You got that hundred thousand. You know, let's do five albums. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You yeah, know, that's easy. It's you know easy. Five records word. This hundred will hold me over until my, my second album come out. Yeah. Little do you know, they're making a hundred million off of you every album. Mm-hmm. Billions in licensing, you mm-hmm. know, deals and sync deals and movies and uh, merchandising. You're just like, whoa. And then that pressure comes because you got to make hits. It's not. Yeah. It's not just about the art anymore. Yep. It's about the business of the art. Thank you. If you ain't making hits then an album can take you five years. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? If you're not making something that they deem good enough yep. to invest their money into, yep. it's not just about, yo, I'm just going to write these raps over these beats, have my boy mix it and master it, and I'm going to put it out. It ain't like that no more. No. You no. got to make hits. Yes, yeah. It's, it's a different story. And, which, and what you're touching on brings on to the next one, which is the lack of control. Mm-hmm. You don't control when your shit comes out when you give a, when you sacrifice ownership. You don't control what your single is, as yeah. we talked about with the Lupe shit, with them remixing damn near his old album, putting yeah. it together themselves. Um, you don't control really anything. You're just the talent. And the talent don't get to say, it's time for y'all to give me my masters back. It's time for y'all to let me do this. It's mm-hmm. time for y'all to let me explore. Nah, you the talent, bruh. We already got this 20-page contract that's mm-hmm. bulletproof, and we're a billion-dollar conglomerate to where... It don't matter. You can't take us to court and win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, even if you got a case. Even if you got a case. <laughs> even can you if prove you got it? a case. Yeah. Can you got you, enough money. Yeah, to go through the process. And most artists don't. So the lack of control shows up when you see these artists who are just, they either change up and become whack, do something that ain't them. Mm-hmm. They get trapped in limbo and they don't drop because they couldn't make a single that the label deemed financially viable mm-hmm. to release more money to, to start the campaign. It's an ugly situation. You don't have no control. And that's what you see when you see Kanye flipping like this. That's what he sacrificed mm-hmm. 15, 20 years ago yeah. when he signed that first deal. He was like, hey, I just want to be on. I just want to be a star. And he became a star. But what we're seeing is that he traded, you know, ownership of fame. Yeah. And so uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. What up, everybody? Quick reminder, Super Duty Tough Work hoodies back in stock. We got smalls back in stock, medium back in stock, large back in stock, extra large back in stock, 2XL sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at waitlist.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. Okay, for real this time. We're back. Super duty tough work. Mm-hmm. Blueprint and the logic. And uh, yeah, we're here talking about fame versus ownership. Is the Jay-Z stuff true? What Jay-Z stuff? That he sold the rights to six Kanye records to get his own masters back. I don't know that. I didn't even hear that. Oh, you didn't? Nah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a meme that's floating around. It's, it's Kanye tweets. Yeah. And it says that Jay did that. Wow. And I don't know if it's true or not. I'm hoping not. Yeah, that'd be some real stuff. I'm hoping not, man. Man, you know, hope, man. You can't trust. I know hope. exactly. That's. <sighs> you can't trust. Jay Z is like one of. He's one of those. He's like one of my favorite rappers. Cause you put it past him though. No, that's what that's what hurts. That's what hurts. Yeah, we'll have to we'll be looking for more developments on that. If that's true, that was real shit. Man, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It wouldn't surprise me, man. It wouldn't either, but it wouldn't surprise me either. But it's yeah. fucked up. Oh yeah, this is the last part, mm-hmm. last part of discussion. You know, so we want to talk about like ownership, and there aren't art. There are artists who do this shit correctly, and Nipsey Hussle is an artist who we talked about before on this podcast. And um, I want to talk about him in terms of choosing ownership over fame, because Nipsey is a guy who kind of went 
through the, the whole gambit with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I write about him in my book, um, and and those you'll be seeing it soon. But let's talk about Nipsey was an artist who who put out a mixtape, got signed to a major, and then he was in limbo on a major. He had recorded his record, but it, he didn't have a release date. And the, the the leadership at the label kind of changed. The people who signed him were no longer there. And so he wasn't going to drop no time soon. Mm-hmm. It he wasn't priority anymore. wasn't priority. So the label, they were back in his mixtapes, you know what I'm saying, which they helped him do. But the album wasn't going to drop. So what he did was he said, OK, how can I um, how can I get out of this deal? Mm-hmm. So he basically went to the label and was like, hey, yo. Can y'all just let me out? I know I'm not coming out. Y'all know I'm not coming out. Mm-hmm. I, you know, just let me go back and uh, start again. And so he, they let him out of his deal. And then after whatever, seven to 10 years, he was given rights back to the music he gave them because they were just were like, fuck it. You know, we, he hadn't sold any records yet. Right. So it was easy for them to let him go and give him back ownership. And he knew that he eventually wanted to get back to that point, but he wanted to have a better experience. So everything that you saw Nipsey Hussle do for the 10 years after that, which I think was like 2006, 2016 or something like that, Mm -hmm. that was all stuff he was doing independently as an owner of his label, as an owner of his brand. He did all these things to build up his name, started the store, started the clothing line, uh, built a direct connection with his fans produced paid for his own music videos his own tours he basically built it from the ground up in a way that the label kind of wasn't gonna do right and he had already kind of failed in that system so he's like yo i know what i need to do to build this up now and i don't i want to prove that i don't need them but eventually i'm gonna make them come to me yeah exactly and what nipsey hustle did and i talk about this in the book is that he basically he he built it up to the point to where he had to turn down several deals, mm-hmm. several deals, because he knew that they weren't what he wanted, which was ownership. Right. Uh, he could get a deal as soon as he started popping independently. But he wanted a deal where it was more of a partnership mm-hmm. and not like an employee type of situation. Right. Which is what all the other artists got. Right. You know, they're basically like his thing is like his label is in a partnership with the major label mm-hmm. as opposed to he is an artist signed directly to the major label yeah the labels have a deal have a partnership in place that's the difference between his deal and what nipsey was able to do was he was able to to use all that equity he built up on his own mm-hmm. all the sales all the all the shit he did on his own to to negotiate the deal that allowed him to have ownership and be in some 50 50 shit and still have rights to his music um, which is completely different than what Kanye has. Yeah, when you look at a lot of these artists that end up independent and successful, most of them have to go through that system to learn that that's not what I want. Yes. Or they're not going to treat me how I deserve to be treated. Or it's just like, okay, they don't believe in me. I have to, I'm doing this out of necessity now. Yeah. Because I want to be an artist. I want to make music. So out of necessity, nobody else is going to put my shit out. Thank you. So. Why don't I put my own shit out? Why don't I put my money where my mouth is? Let me bet on myself and see what happens. Just like Rock Marciano. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like he had, he was on majors. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He had all the, he was in that system and he got kind of kicked out of that system. <laughs> yep. And then it's like, okay, I still want to do this. Yep. I don't want to go back to the streets. I want to do this. So let me bet, let me bet on myself and see what happens. Yep. And a lot of times those cats win when they do that. Yep. And, and so, you know, it, it it speaks to a different mentality what you're saying as well like the mentality can't be i need y'all to blow me up mm-hmm. right it's got to be i know i'm capable of doing this right all i need is opportunity because i believe myself so much mm-hmm. i'm gonna bet on myself like literally put up my own cash yep. and bet on myself that i can create something that's that's viable and successful without y'all and so you know this part we want to talk about so why do artists choose ownership mm-hmm over fame, which is what Nipsey shows. Nipsey could have stayed in a system and maybe yeah. eventually got something cracking if he gave him a single that was crazy enough. Yeah. But he chose ownership over fame. And the number one reason is creative control. When you own the shit, can't nobody tell you nothing. You can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> you can drop a record, not yep. drop a record. You can scream for 48 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> poetry. Yeah, you do whatever. Doesn't matter. You can yeah. put anybody you want on your record. Yep. You don't need permission. They don't need permission. 
you know, you can you can run any type of creative promotional campaign you want. Mm-hmm. The label don't have to co-sign. Yep. You can do any kind of tour you want. You can charge $100 for your album yep. like Nipsey did. Or $5. Or $5. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Right. You can charge 64 hoodie yep. and you get all the money. You have more creative control. And for artists who, who find creative control to be important, that's a selling point for them. I mean, for with the creative control portion, that's the artist part. Yeah. You get to really be an artist when you're independent. Yes. Like, if you feel like going to the left a little bit, you can do it. You can do it. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to answer to nobody. And that's the fun part of yeah. having that creative control. Yeah. Because you own the shit. Like, yeah. You can't tell me that. It might not be a smart move for your audience. Right. All right. The time. Right. Right. This is another <laughs> you episode. you can make that decision. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got the choice for that. Yeah. It's true. So the number two reason why artists choose ownership over fame is they know they have a niche audience. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. Every artist is not a pop artist. Right. Some artists know, like, you know what? I do this one thing really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing nobody over there doing that on this major label. So why am I kidding myself mm-hmm. acting as if I could be successful in that system when I just want to make this kind of stuff over here? And there's an audience for this stuff. It may never be, I may never be a millionaire or huge, but I can be successful. I can do what I love and I can be happy with it, but I have to own it so that I can reach that audience right. because this label is not major labels are not set up for niche audiences. No, they're set up for mass audience. They're set up for the world. Yeah. They're not set up for <laughs> Oklahoma. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, underground rap. Right. It's not the same. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Low five beats. No. Like it's not the same. Nah. Those are small audiences which have good followings, but major labels are not set up to 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 be so granular and so right. you know what I'm saying in their approach. Uh the third reason like we you mentioned is that they've been burned before. Yeah. So artists like Nipsey, artists like Rock Marciano, mm-hmm. they knew like yeah. look, we've been in the system. We've yeah. been in limbo. We're not going back to that. Our time is limited. We know how to hustle. We know how to make dope shit. So why are we sitting around waiting on a major label? We've been burned. They ain't shit. Let me go over here and build up my own shit. Mm-hmm. And and so you have artists who will choose ownership at that point. So look, I'm just going to own it. And I'm going to control it, be independent because I know that the alternative is not going to be profitable for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's number three. Number four reason why artists choose ownership over fame is the margins. You can't beat it. Come on, bro. Can't beat it. Look, if I mean the the reason why artists become rich on major labels is because they can scale up to where you sell a, re- a million records, mm-hmm. and yeah, you might only be making a dollar a record. Yeah, but it, you made a million dollars. Thank you. you it's, it's easy, mm-hmm. right? But a motherfucker who makes eight dollars a record mm-hmm. ain't got to sell a million records to make a million dollars. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's the math that a lot of independent artists are drawn to and that's the math that you only get when you own it Mm -hmm. when you when you're an employee yeah you get paid like an employee yeah because you know when you own it you know what the wholesale price is yes you know what i'm saying you know what that cd costs to make yes so you you it's a very different yeah very different math yeah man and 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 that is what kanye is looking at like damn this math is fucked up Mm -hmm. i got i'm a billionaire i can't even buy this back because they they feel like nah yeah. We we own this forever. There's no reason to get this back to you. Yeah. We're playing a long game. Our kids, kids, kids is gonna be eating off Kanye West. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so the, and, and independently the margins are better. You don't have to sell as much to to have a, a, a good career when you own it. And that's not even just music and anything. Yeah. Anything you own, you're gonna have a more equitable deal. Facts. Uh f- number five is if you've got a strong team. Mm-hmm. Now with Nipsey, the reason Nipsey could go uh, with the ownership route over the major label route and choose fans because he had a team him and his brother mm-hmm. he had a whole story he had an apparatus that he built of guys he was mm-hmm. employing people you know and when you got that kind of team and organization around you who works just for your mm-hmm. success all of a sudden you're not in, you're not looking at the major with rose colored Last, like, oh yeah you're not falling in love because with that. you are the major yeah like a major label basically the artists work to make the label you know, put the label in a place yeah. where it is. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people think, no, the label works for the artist. No, they don't. No, 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 no. no. You employee. <laughs> yeah, you employee. And when you have employees, yeah. you can be the focus. Yeah. That's a completely different different level. 
Yeah, man. And so when you got a team already, which which is another reason why, you know, on this podcast, we always say before you sign a deal and whatever you do or do a partnership, you should know how to do that thing yourself first. Mm-hmm. Because then you'll know the inner workings of it and you'll understand what you're getting yourself into. If you have a team that has acted to actively promote you, to actively support you, get you shows, get you opportunities, uh, publicity, things of that nature, you're not sitting there thinking that your success is dependent upon a major, mm-hmm. dependent upon giving away all your rights. And you're like, you know, I just need to build a team. Mm-hmm. I got a dope videographer. Mm-hmm. I got the publicist. I got the, you know what I'm saying? I got this, I got that. You know that you your success, every time you add a piece, you become more successful, make more money, and you don't need this giant thing that's going to blow you up, but it's going to take away all your rights forever. Yeah. And so uh, the last reason that artists choose ownership over fame is like the Rock Marciano thing. Mm-hmm. You don't care about mass appeal. Yeah, it's the niche. It's the it's yeah. the hundred it's the hundred or thousand fans that you have. Yeah, you care about them and them only. And if other people hear it, so be it. Yes, but them thousand, them hundred, yep. them fifty. You know what I mean? That's what you care about. Yep. And, and so you know, an artist like Kanye, that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He he wanted to be the largest artist in hip hop, and he was. Yes. And so, but there's a trade off. He owns nothing, and because he owns nothing. Now that he has a lot of money from other ventures, he's like, this deal look kind of fucked up, but it is what it is. How point. many albums was his deal? See, I don't know. That's, I didn't look at the contract. Yeah, like but that's I'm, what I'm I'm interested to see how many albums he signed yeah, for. But you know, those, those a lot of those deals are structured to where you have a set amount of albums, but then you have options. Yeah. But the, it's up to the label's option. Yeah, they get first right to refuse. Yeah, and it's up to them whether they, you know what I'm saying, add another album Mm -hmm. you see like the nba is like you have what's called player options right right so your contract is up three years plus one Mm -hmm. you can say do i want to take this 30 mil (laughs) or do i want to move on on and test the market yeah you don't it's in the in the music industry it's not the player uh, mm-hmm. it's the label option they get to say do we want to make you give us another record yeah because you we still making a couple <laughs> mil off that last one yeah yeah you gotta do another one <laughs> right yeah go and get back in the studio boy <laughs> right right it's such a different game <laughs> yeah you know and uh those are the things that look love kanye or hate kanye it's a it's a discussion that needs to be had mm-hmm and I think artists should be looking at it simply from that. Like, look, you don't got to listen to this music to understand that this is a bridge you're going to have to cross right. in everything you do. And uh, that's it. Yeah. That's it for this week, man. I hope you all found this discussion uh, productive. You know, if you're thinking about, you know, which way to go with your career, depending on what kind of artist you are, I don't care what you do. You're going to eventually have to conquer the question and cross the bridge of do I want to be famous mm-hmm. or do I want to be in control? Mm-hmm. And own my art. Yeah. And if you choose fame, you know, you could become like a Kanye West. Mm-hmm. If you choose, you know, control and ownership, you could become like a Nipsey Russell, um, Nipsey Hustle, uh, you know, Tech Nine, mm-hmm. you know, Rock Marciano. There's a lot of success stories. Yeah. Um, you won't have mass appeal. But if you're not wired for that anyway, then you might as well adopt the ownership mentality earlier. Yeah, true. I hope this episode has helped some of y'all. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>